Good morning, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to Val Official Podcast. That is Val as in Victor Oscar Whiskey, standing for Veterans of War. I'm your host, Chris Benavides, a.k.a. Ben Diesel, founder of Val. I want to throw my support and love out to all veterans that have served and are still currently serving today. Uh, thank you, guys. I want to throw my love and support and special thank you to our men and women in uniform back home, um, our police officers, firefighters, EMS personnel, and all our doctors and nurses out there um, back home dealing with the COVID-19. Um, I know you guys probably don't always get the recognition you deserve, um, and you guys definitely need the recognition. Um, you guys work super hard, and you take care of the American people, and you keep everybody as safe as possible, including our vets, and you keep the American people going and this great nation running. So, again, thank you. Uh, so, today I have my guests, uh, Jonathan Acosta, a.k.a. Abu, uh, Nathaniel Chavez, a.k.a. Nate Dog, and Francisco Viacana, a.k.a. V. Um, welcome, brothers, and uh, thank you for being here today. I met these uh, guys about, well, at least two of them I met about a year ago. Um, Viacana, I've known him for quite some time. Me and him have been through some experiences in the military together. Um, so, welcome, guys. Um, real quick, we'll just do a little quick introduction, uh, starting with uh, Viacana. Why don't you go ahead and just uh, introduce yourself, tell us a little bit, about, a little bit about your military career. All right, guys, I'm Francisco Viacana. I've been in the military for about seven years now as a grunt. Uh, I'm a kind of like a wannabe comic book artist, a fitness nerd, and a all-around nerd for anything nostalgic and uh, superhero-related. Pretty good draw, by the way, guys. This dude can really get down on some pen and paper. Uh, this is uh, Nate Dog, uh, Nathaniel Chavez. I've been in the guard for about three years now. Uh, started junior year of high school, got my parents to sign me off at 17, and, uh, I didn't really, this wasn't really my ideal job, but it just kind of popped up, and I said hell with it. That's what's up. Cool. And also, uh, Travis, he's a, he's a pretty squared away dude, uh, really hardworking and pretty dedicated to, you, um, everything he does, so, thank you for that, man. Uh, John? I am Jonathan Acosta, a.k.a. Abu. Uh, coming up on two years of service, and uh, it all started out as kind of a... Honestly, I was bored. I wanted to do something uh, exciting, something completely reckless, and uh, it turned out to be probably one of the best decisions I've made so far. Um, despite all the negativity and like adversity that I've faced in and outside of the military, Okay. Um, this is like the one thing that I kind of said, you know, fuck everyone's opinion, I'm going to do what I'm going to do, uh, and everyone else can just go eat it, you know, pretty much, so. Sure. Um, great to be here, honestly. Cool. Well, hey, thank you guys for, uh, coming on to the podcast today. Glad to have you guys here. Uh, thanks for taking the time out of your day to, uh, join me today. Um, so... I want to just ask you guys, because you guys are super young and you guys are super new into the military, um, how does it feel to be a young soldier in today's military? Um, to be a young soldier feels like I have a lot of people I could look up to, a lot of uh, team leaders, a lot of you know higher-ups that I could really rely on when I need certain things answered. Um, also, it's just like, it's really good to be around people that know what, you know, exactly what to do in certain situations when I'm kind of clueless, so they could kind of guide me through. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it just feels good to be able to rely on somebody other than yourself all the time. Yeah, I feel like, you know, there's that certain vibe, you know, when you're around like your brothers in arms versus like when you're with your friends back home, you know, sometimes you're able to say things and do things where when you're with your brothers in uniform, you know, um, you have just a little bit better of a vibe, maybe a little more connection, and kind of like you're not as judged. It's not so judgmental versus people who just don't get your uh, sense of humor being an uh, infantry soldier or even in the military uh, in general. Um, v, got any uh, comments on that? As in what, I mean, the like dynamics from when I first got in uh, seven years ago, being a private and working up to where I am now, um, Definitely, like, a change in breed of what we get uh, from privates nowadays to what um, came in when I when I went through back Definitely. in 2013. Uh, like, when I came in, uh, hazing was still a pretty pretty big thing. I experienced a lot of light hazing and uh, got smoked a lot. And 
it was just like I kind of had that general fear for NCOs just because that fear was instilled. And do you feel like maybe that um, that kind of molded you into the kind of leader you are now where you feel maybe just a little more, uh, got a little more diversity than other um, upcoming leaders? I feel like the, the discipline that was like kind of like instilled was all for the better. Like there was a method to that madness back then to make me, okay. to make me better and inspire me for what I want to be and uh, what I don't want to do. Okay. And do you feel like um, now that you're in a, like a key leadership role, do you feel like that's something you want to pass on to your lower enlisted guys? Or do you, just in general, just even back home in life, maybe even your own uh, kids or family members or anybody, do you, you feel like that's something you want to pass on to, to your generation of family or kids or, or even your soldiers? Honestly, just for my, for my Joes, it'd be like more of a, that ideal uh, sergeant for them. It would be that that would be what they want to aspire to be. Uh, motivated and uh, willing to take care of their guys and not be looked at just as a complete fucking tool. Okay. And uh, I mean, for the family side, I mean, I don't, I don't really think it's, uh, it's relevant to, to my family and what I learned from here, really. Okay. And uh, you, John, um, I'll just repeat the question. Uh, how does it feel to be a young soldier in today's military? Um, do you feel like, um, looking at some of us older school guys, do you feel like it's a different dynamic? Um in the sense of, like, how things are conducted or how your everyday um, military career goes? Uh, having only been in a couple years, um, getting trained or uh, being taught by more experienced, older veterans, uh, you can really see the difference when you compare uh, them to, like, let's say my peers. Sure. Um, just, like... As a whole, in terms of, like, civilian side also, there's a, a certain level of, like, maturity that seems to be lacking just in the youth nowadays. Okay. And it's nice to have that uh, extra structure, like, uh, reinforcement, that platform to stand on, because... Um, so it's a, it's, it's a good foundation. Yeah, exactly. Good foundation. And I know whatever I'm going to build on top of it, it's going to be worthwhile and it's going to last. Definitely. And I'm going to be able to take it out of here. Um, you know, in full stride and be able to... Okay, able and, to and the things you learn, you know, from um, either higher echelon or older school uh, vets, do you feel that um, there are some lessons there to be learned that you can take back into either retirement or your civilian everyday life? So, when I first got in, um, I used to get smoked a lot, which I didn't appreciate it when I first got in, but now I can kind of see the uh, importance or the value behind it. Okay. Um, in the beginning, I didn't really understand why I was getting smoked for the things I was getting smoked, but now I can kind of appreciate it because um, everything else is just kind of falling into place now. It's it's everything is easy if you want it to be. Sure. Um, it's easy to make a big commotion, and you know. Yeah, and uh, for those of you tuning tuning in and listening in, uh. When uh, John sa Jonathan says smoked, um, he's basically just talking about doing physical exercises. Um, and really what that breaks down to is just, um, one, physically getting him ready for whatever may come. It's um, just a form of corrective training um, to instill the lesson to be learned, right, in the soldier for what he may have done or done wrong or not done right or whatever the case is. Um, so that's pretty much what he means when he says smoked, if you guys aren't tracking what that is. Um, now this is just kind of a random question that popped up, um, today for me, and I kind of want to just ask you guys, because I know what my, my occupation would be, but, um, what occupation would be, like, your ideal dream job? Not the job so much that makes you money, the most money, but something that would just make you happy and you can enjoy, you know, going to every day. Honestly, for me, it'd be, uh, working in the comic book industry. Um, I just always, uh, find it fascinating to, like, create stories, um, create characters that feel real that you can relate to and uh, kind of look up to for like uh, inspiration I just uh, I don't know I find a I find a really good sense of realistic stories uh, or adding a sense of realism to something so I mean when you make a when you make a story and you kind of add those realistic dynamics to it it kind of makes it more immersive okay I think that's something I would be happy to in every day so so you feel like so when you say that so like basically making like comic books, uh, 
kind of maybe creating like a game or something like that or like what what uh, like no what i mean like a sense of realism is uh much to uh, a lot of the facts that like a lot of stories when they when they kill off a protagonist and, and, you're, and you're heartbroken over it i mean obviously you don't like it because you grew fond of that character of course but it adds a sense of realism that no one is untouchable that like bad things can happen to good people mm. even when they're trying to do the good thing definitely okay and uh nate dog um what again what occupation would be your ideal dream job again not necessarily <clears throat> to make the most money or um just something you'd be happy going to every day on a day-to-day basis um my ideal job would probably be driving because i grew up around it uh, both my dad and my stepfather okay. uh, were like really big CDL drivers, and okay. so uh, I really got fond of it growing up in that type of lifestyle. And uh, I just always love like driving vehicles or just driving anything in a sense. Um, I mean, I know some occupations like like my father, for example, he works for the uh, New, Mex- uh, New Mexico film industry as a driver. Okay. And I mean, they pay pretty well, but I mean, some other ones are businesses that don't pay that good but still it's just the fact of like having that freedom of being able to drive yeah just being on the open road and getting to do well um from personal experience i could tell you it is a good job i've i've actually uh, driven cross country um uh, with my class a um cdl um it's definitely hard though when you have a family and uh significant others right um it's not the most easiest lifestyle um but it definitely is worth the occupation for what it is uh, that's why so many people do it, um, honestly. Um, that's the way all our merchandise and stuff gets delivered back home. And uh, that's how everything gets into the stores and where it's got to be. Um, Jonathan, uh, so again, just reiterate the question of what occupation would be your dream job, brother? So, first off, not every job is a, you know, necessarily good, good job, good paying job. Um, sure. For career-wise, something that I would look for is Regardless of pay, uh, be more so the experience that I can get from that. If I can take it somewhere else, branch off from it, get you know a higher tier of said job or whatever you know what I mean. Okay. Um, mostly, I try to look for a job that obviously pays you know well enough. Um, but on top of that, I think the biggest thing is finding a job that you can, I guess, find some kind of enjoyment from it. Because uh, if you don't enjoy your job, then you're not going to want to work. And if you don't want to work, you're going to do shit work. Yeah. And at that point, you're you know, you're know, not going to want to be there. You're just defeating the purpose you're, of actually yeah, exactly. They're yeah. not going to want you there anyway. So right. you're more likely to get fired or you know, more likely to be unmotivated and quit. So the kind of field that I like to, or I'm trying to aim towards, is um, I like building stuff. Okay. Or like the intricacies of like stuff like that. So like... Uh, engineering, maybe architecture. General contracting, um, stuff like that. Exactly. I've done a lot of construction work and kind of, you know, archie crafts kind of stuff and stuff. Um, so somewhere in, in that, I find an enjoyment of, like, starting from, like, really shitty, absolutely nothing laid out, no floor plan, no nothing, and then slowly building it up, adding little pieces until you have, like, this top-tier... Masterpiece. Know, exactly. Yeah. It's a masterpiece at the end of it. It's just, like... All that hard work, uh, money, off. time spent working on this thing, it's just like, makes it worthwhile. Yeah, yeah definitely. And for me, um, I've said this on a previous, uh, you know, segment, um, I want to kind of go lean towards the medical field, um, and I'm thinking of maybe going towards, like, physical therapy, um, just because I want to make a difference for our vets. Um, I know there's a lot of vets with a lot of physical problems because the military is physically strenuous on the body, and I feel like... Um, I just want to be that person to make a difference. I feel like, feel like it'd just be something I would enjoy doing every day. Um, also, too, I feel pretty confident and passionate about being like a personal counselor um, for vets who are going through um, everyday problems or crisis in their life. Um, I currently, right now, I'm a crisis negotiator um, back home. Um, also, a crisis negotiator uh, for the FBI. So I'm really well. I'm really good at uh, talking with people and trying to help them. Uh, figure out their own problems not necessarily i'm there to fix their problems but just to help them understand and think about their own problems so they can fix it themselves um so yeah um definitely would be going down that route um another uh thing i was just thinking about since we're talking about dynamics right um what do you feel about like um 
the dynamics um, between other branches in the military. Uh, obviously, we're all Army here, right? Um, and how do you feel like it's to be to be working with other um, branches, uh, other service members? I think uh, definitely the personality for the other branches is different compared to like what we're what we are in a sense of uh, it, it's just ran so much different. Like uh, the respect for their NCOs is a lot more. It's a lot more different. Uh, like the Air Force, for example, is definitely used to being uh, more pampered, kind of just like along with the Navy. Uh, I mean, it, it all depends on what you do. I mean, I mean, working in combat arms and, you know, uh, even just working with like non-infantry guys, like uh, like forward observers and like artillery guys. I mean, it's it's still all kind of the same family. So you don't look at you don't look down on those guys differently. Uh, when you see those guys that are non-combat and they're thrown into like a combat MOS, it's it's their personality that's. Um, it's much different. They're they're not used to being in the suck. They're not used to when things are inconvenient for them. And yeah, definitely. With it. Uh, same same with the Air Force. I mean, I can give you an example of. A, do Do you feel like maybe it's just like it comes down to the individual person? I mean, regardless of the of the military branch they're in, or is it just kind of more maybe that's the way the basic training and all that set up? You know, they have that. They just are trained that mentality. I think I think it's definitely the person. I mean, you can be taught that mentality, but it's a. It's more about how humble you are. Okay. If you're not, if you're not like that, you're just not gonna, you're not gonna pick it up out of nowhere. Okay. And then, um, you know, with that also, do you feel like, um, even even in the in, in the army, right? Like we got a bunch of different MOSs, and MOS is basically just a job we have. Um, do you feel it's different being infantry versus like you know somebody who's a truck driver? Oh, without a doubt. Um, once again, it's 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 a shift in dynamics. It's you're, you're instilled to be disciplined. The, the culture of infantry is obviously much different, uh, much more, much more uh, brash. It's uh, it's talking shit. It's it's being in the suck, and it's it's a fucking culture of a where you can draw your a dick in a fucking guy's hat and and you know be be okay with it versus like um, non non combatant uh, jobs. It's it's just that it's just that personality. They, they seem a lot of them lack a certain type of discipline. That's just not instilled into them. Uh, yeah, definitely, and and I and I definitely feel what you're saying. Um, I feel like that in a combat arms MOS, I feel like um, you're just kind of used to the suck and you're used to the to the grind. Whereas other MOSs, they're kind of more like they treat it like a daily job, right? Or they're like, "Hey, Ted, what's up, Bob?" Whereas we're like, "Hey, look here, you go get this done. Hey, so and so, you know." And we kind of treat it like the way the military is supposed to be is direct, concise, to it's, the point. And it's not like a buddy-buddy friendship type deal. It, it's opposed to, you know, when, when you're staying out in the field and you're already used to sleeping out in the fucking dirt. It's more opposed to, like, even if you get barracks and they're and they're very low grade, you, you knew what to expect. Right. But if it's better than what you expected, you're kind of more like, okay, cool, punk rock. Uh, versus, you know, being in that non-combat role and then, okay, well, we're sleeping outside. Well, why the fuck are we sleeping outside? Like, yeah, why, don't we, why, don't, why don't we have an air-conditioned room? Yeah, because you're used to the luxuries already offhand versus downgrading, whereas we're already downgraded to the bare minimum. <laughs> Once we go up, you know, we're, we're, we're like, oh, hey, this yeah, is like, like a treat to us. Exactly. So it's like, oh, hey, guys, you guys got a bed to sleep in. Like, no AC, but you guys got a bed. Like, okay. <clears throat> that's, better than, that's better than the dirt. Definitely. Better than my yeah. sleeping bag, you know? Yeah, cool. And um, so, like, let's let's go to let's go to John here. Um, I know we kind of got off on a little rabbit hole there, but uh, you know, to get back to the question to you, John, um, how do you feel um, it is to deal, or how is the dynamics working with other branches? Um, you know, how is it for you working with like the Navy, the Air Force, Marines, etc.? It's kind of like V was saying, where um, every so every every person that enlists, right? they start off picking a branch and based on that branch it kind of has a uh, certain lifestyle that everything is kind of accommodated towards mm -hmm. so <sighs> Navy Air Force they're kind of more a little bit I guess posh you know a little I guess you could call it upper class if you will you know what I mean okay. as opposed to like um, Army Marine they're a little bit more uh, grunt related you know what I mean a little okay. bit a little bit more down and gritty so from there, you got your MOSs, which go a little bit deeper into that uh, subcategory of like lifestyle, right? Okay. 
so us being uh, predominantly 11 Bravo infantry, um, we're basically like uh, dirt poor, if you will, you know what I mean? So like any little one-up that we get is like, uh, it's a gift yes. almost, you know what yes. I mean? It's like a one-up like, fuck yeah, dude. We, we get a, a tent, hell yeah, it's better than sleeping on, you know, pebbles and rocks all night and freezing Definitely. our ass off. Um, you know, or getting rained on, you know, yeah. stuff like that, you know. So to get like a, a tent even is like, wow, it's like a five-star hotel just landed on us, you know what I mean? Yeah, for real. So like, as opposed to like Air Force or like Navy dudes where they're used to being accommodated, getting, you know, warm food even, or uh, just like us eating MREs, you know what I mean? Yeah. Cold, stale, dry food. We're fine with that. Yeah. You know, uh, there's a different level of camaraderie that goes along with being infantry guys. It's a very, uh, it's a very dynamic brotherhood where um, everyone is working for everybody. Definitely. So if somebody doesn't do something that they're supposed to, everyone kind of pays the price. So everyone has that mentality where, you know, I better do this so that not only I, you know, don't get reprimanded for it, but everyone else doesn't get caught in the crossfire kind of type of deal. So, I think it's, uh... And, and I feel like, and not to cut you off, John, but I feel like all <laughs> infantry, whether, doesn't matter what the branch is, right? Because, you know, uh, the Navy, they got the SEALs, you know, um, the Marines, they got the MARSOC, or whatever they change it to now, Raiders, or whatever it is. Um, you know, in the Air Force, they got their PJs, which, um, and then, like, Army, we got Rangers, SF, we got Scouts, Snipers, all this different, you know, stuff. But I feel like if you're just any regular combat infantry um, MOS or job, regardless of the branch, I feel like you just have that understanding because that's almost like the lowest grain, so to speak, that you can be at. Right. And then anything above that, yeah, I mean, you're just better off, right? Um, so I feel like, yeah, um, working with other branches is definitely different just based off of who you're dealing with and what job they do. So like currently where we're at now, um, I feel like you know, we work a, we work a lot with the Air Force and um, and the Navy, and, and a lot of dudes are really cool, and and they seem to understand. But I feel like there's a lot of guys that just feel they treat it like an everyday job, like back home, where like, hey, you know, you're talking to your boss, and you're like, hey, what's up, Bob? Bob, and then you know, your boss is like, what's up, Ted? Whereas us, we don't have that. We're like, uh, you know, we have the structure, the discipline to address them by their proper rank and last name or whatever, and. We don't step. We don't cross that line. Whereas other MOSs or other branches, I should say, um, they don't really have that discipline. They just treat it like an everyday professional job back home. Right when we're when we're chilling, kicking back, you know, it's happy go lucky. Everything's you know, everything's nice. You know, joke around, draw dicks on each other's hats or faces when they're sleeping. Yeah. Fucking do whatever you want. Yeah. But when it's showtime, it's showtime. It's showtime. All that yeah. shit stops. Nate, dog, you want to comment on that, brother? So again, uh, if I know, kind of going down these little rabbit holes, but um, how do you feel the dynamics is working with all these other branches, man? So for me, um, I mean, yeah, like we're all saying, uh, with each branch of the military, we kind of have like rivalries and we talk shit about each other. That's just the way the military is, you know. It's like one of those things. It's like a family thing. The way I, I um, kind of lean towards. It's like uh, our distant rel relatives that we kind of make fun of them, but at the same time, we the way the way I see it is, I joined the military at the end of the day to protect the U.S. citizen or U.S. military. Uh, anything with U.S. that's what I'm protecting. So I mean, of course, I would do more things with my brothers in infantry than I would do with like guys in the Air Force or Navy or who else, Marines. But it's just the way I see it is no matter what it, when shit pops off if you're in the u.s related to the u.s for some reason like in branch or military or civilian wise then i'm gonna put my life before yours because i that's what i personally signed up for is because i love my country to where i don't give a fuck who you are if you're in the something with uh, to do with the u.s then i'm protecting you with all i can uh, definitely, and, and, and with that being said, too, you know, um, yeah, we, we have that, It's and you kind of nailed, nailed it perfect, you know, it's like we're one big family, we all put on the same uniform, and we're all, every branch, um, we all serve the people of the United States, and we all definitely want to give back to the people of the United States, um, we defend those who can't defend themselves, um, 
And yeah, we do have our little rival rivalries, and um, it's all in good fun. It's never uh, intended to be harmful or hurtful. Uh, we do it out of just culture. Um, it's a culture thing, you know, where you know Army Marines go at it, you know, the Navy Marines go at it, Air Force and Army. It's just it's just a culture thing, but um, it's never intended to be foul or uh, hurtful to anyone else. It's just the way it's been for years, and probably will continue to be. But when all is said and done, and the smoke settles. Um, every branch is going to stand side by side, toe to toe, and defend our great nation against its foreign enemies. And that's the beauty of our military is that we have so many different um, personalities and people with skills that get into the military that makes our forces the greatest nation in the world, and we're the greatest force in the world. Um, and I, that's where I kind of stand on it. Um, so yeah, um, definitely. Uh, good insight on that. Um, now, I kind of want to just touch on this because it's something that I feel like just doesn't really ever get talked about too much because um, it's, it's super uncomfortable, right? And a lot of people just never really want to talk about it and it's always a hard topic to talk about. Um, like, what are, like you guys coming out, right? So for most of you guys, um, this is like a first time deployment. Um, never really never been anywhere else outside the united states so what are your like the expectations you had coming in this deployment versus like the actual reality of it especially being like your first time deployment um so my expectations were you know the whole civilian seeing shit on movies or seeing people talk about like oh we're gonna we're gonna go gun ho type of shit when we get there and Oh, it's, it's going to be, like, nonstop combat, all kinds of crazy shit. Yeah. But, I mean, com compared to what it actually is, what the reality of it is, well, for our deployment, anyways, is that uh, it's not it's not to where it's, like, oh, my God, dreadful, to where, like, I, like, hate my life here. But at the same time, it's not to where I'm, like, doing what my job and my actual MOS is, you know? Sure. Um... And that's that's just the beauty of it, you know, is, yeah, it's a first-time experience. Um, I've definitely been on some other uh, deployments prior to this one where it was a little more excite, excitement um, and a little more doing your job. Um, but this is a good starter for um, people who have never been on deployment, I feel like, because um, jumping right into the heap of battle, so to speak, right, um, kind of like how you're talking, like, you know, how the movies portray it, um, it definitely takes a toll on the mind, body, spirit. Um, when you first get in, especially if you've never been on deployment before, and you just kind of, this is a good starter. It kind of gives you practice for uh, a future deployment. Um, there definitely are better deployments out there. I mean, I'm not knocking this one at all, but there are um, some pretty good ones out there um, that you feel like a more sense of purpose. Um, so, yeah. Uh, John, uh, you, any any comments on that? Just the dynamic of what you expected, the reality versus the perception of what you thought the deployment would be like? So, from the very beginning, before we even uh, left home, it was kind of that uh, expectation of um, all the stuff that we were going to do, you know, these, these uh, doing the Lord's work pretty much, you know what I mean, right? Yeah, right. And then you get boots on ground, and uh, you, they never tell you about the dead space that you're going to have, all the time that's not filled, if you will. Um all the waiting, you know what I mean? Hurry up and wait kind of type of deal. Where it's like you are expected to do something, but then you're not told to do anything. So you're just like waiting around like, fuck, what am I supposed to be doing right now? You know what I mean? You're waiting, yeah. you're waiting for something to happen pretty much. Right. Um, so like, I don't know. I didn't really have any expectations because okay. I have never done this before. So Sure. Um, you I'm didn't just, know what to expect. Yeah, right. You're just you, rolling you, with it. This is setting expectations right now yeah. for a future deployment, per se. Okay. At least for me personally. Okay. V? Um, for me, like, I kind of knew what to expect in the aspect that the, the job itself wasn't going to be wasn't going to be super difficult. But in the manner of which we're doing it is what I did not expect. So... I mean, for me, coming here, obviously, like, I had the initial shock of being in a third world country and, you know, all the luxuries that, you know, you previously have, that they're gone. And you see how these people live, and it's, it, it, 
it makes you uh, realize what you're taking for granted. Um, that being said, I mean, it's, it's still rough for anybody to be away from their family and their loved ones or their kids and, and, and just in, in general, West, the Western style of life. Um, but like I said, I don't, I didn't, I didn't have that expectation like we were doing the Lord's work or, hey, we're going to fucking be doing some, some Afghanistan type shit or, uh, crazy combat deployment stuff. I, I kind of knew, uh, this was going to be what it is. Definitely. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I mean, I, this is, this is my, uh, I've had multiple deployments, um, and this definitely takes the cake for, uh, being a unique deployment. Um, definitely it's got its ups, it's definitely got a lot of downs for me, um, just because it's kind of a different dynamic of what I was used to. Um, but all said and done, no matter what we think about it, it has a purpose in a bigger picture, and that's what, you know, um, this is why we do what we do. We adapt and we overcome. We achieve and we accomplish the mission no matter how we see it. Um, and that's the beauty of the military. Um, we can be told something, take it one way, and completely make it either better and just accomplish the mission. So um, so another, um, another just a question. Um, how is like COVID-19 prohibited like your physical training? Because like the gyms are all closed. Uh, we don't really have, like, access to, like, anything. Just like back home, you know, all the gyms and stuff are closed. So, like, what are you doing, uh, V, to currently stay on top of your A-game, so to speak, with uh, working out and doing your physical training? I mean, for me, regardless of what, what's going on in the rest of the world right now, it's it shouldn't impair your motivation to want to do better for yourself. You know, there's always a way to work out, whether it be through calisthenics or fucking picking up an ammo can, per se, doing some pull-ups i mean it's still there it's it's always on the individual while i think this whole thing that's going on around the planet right now is it, it's crazy and it's it's definitely played its toll i i don't i don't per se like what it's doing to the military because it shouldn't slow down our beat we should still be getting on the grind regardless of what's going on ah, definitely i i 100 agree um there's calisthenics out there i'm running um you know Picking up, you know, like you said, uh, ammo cans, sandbags, um, different things that the military has accessible to them that, uh, you know, we take for, we use for other things where we can just take it in, keep our physical strength and training up, and also to, um, not only physical training though, but I feel like, you know, um, we're kind of getting away now, now in today's age of like um, emotional training, um, your spiritual training, and mental training. Um, because you got to, you got, in order to be elite, you got to have all those components um, on, on point, on par, right? Um, definitely got to stay mentally sharp, physically sharp, and emotionally and spiritually sharp if you're a spiritual person. Because um, it just completes you as an as a, as a elite soldier. Um, I'm definitely trying to do my part. i um, showing my lower guy, my lower enlisted guys to uh, stay motivated and uh, adapt and overcome no matter what the obstacle is thrown in front of you. Um, and I feel like everyone here, um, and probably even around the world, you know, because the United States, like I said, um, our military is elite. We're superior um, to the rest of the world. And I feel like everybody, no matter what, um, we're just gonna we're just gonna adapt, overcome, and still be the badass force that we are. Um, John, uh, how has the COVID nineteen like prohibited your physical training in any way? Uh, it hasn't really prohibited anything. I feel like a lot of people might use this as an excuse to not work out or, uh, you know, make an excuse that uh, they're not motivated because they can't go to the gym and hang out with their friends or, like, on the civilian side, they can't, you know, go to a bar and have a drink. Mm-hmm. Um, for one, they're still able to buy alcohol. Most people still go and hang out at their friend's house, you know, have parties, all that. Yeah. Uh, in terms of like the physical aspect, personally for you know training here, like you guys have mentioned, there's calisthenics. Nothing's gonna stop you from you know putting on your running shoes and go running you know a couple miles. Yeah. You know, uh, using ammo cans, sandbags, even just you know curling the two forty. You know, there's there's plenty of stuff that you could do. Um, yeah, so even just your own body weight. I mean, right. it's, it's there's, definitely there's nothing prohibiting you from continuing to exercise both physically and mentally i mean you can still go to school online 
anything that you need and can do that is a necessity, you can still do now. And I feel like a lot of people use it, you know, this whole COVID thing as like kind of a, a crutch, if you will, a, okay. uh, an excuse to get away from that because it's so unique, so like different. And they're not used to, uh, I guess, swapping or uh, having a situation or, you know, stuff like that change on them in an instant. Whereas I feel like a lot of infantry guys are used to that kind of like, at any moment, what we're about to do or what we're told we're going to do can just change in an instant. And Definitely. we got to kind of just roll with the punches. Definitely. And, uh, and also, too, for you guys listening in, um, I definitely want to say this. Um, with this COVID-19 thing um, happening, guys, I know it was like a kind of like a, a swing from the left field. Um, but take this opportunity and find something positive. Find something good to do. Um, find a hobby. Um, if you're that one person that wants to go back to school or, or just can't get going um this COVID-19 was kind of like a reset right it was kind of like a reset for life um it kind of put everything on pause so now take this time to adapt and overcome and do that goal that you want to do um exceed or or succeed in something right um now's your time to take this opportunity take the life's reset world reset as, as we kind of say and uh do something positive with it that I don't mean to, I kind of just wanted to chime in. Uh, yeah, go ahead. But just, just, it's it's that aspect that you're only as good as you make yourself. If you're sitting there and finding a reason to not go running or not do some form of exercise, push-ups, squats, burpees, it's it's only impeding you. And, I mean, it, it really sucks to see some people have that, that, that excuse that they don't want to make themselves better. You know, being, being on deployment, uh, it's, it's your time to, you know, improve your body. Uh, improve your, your mental strength and and if you're and if you're finding excuses out here and you're not trying to better yourself here it's it's you're not going to want to have that motivation when you go back home and definitely cycle back in to, to do something and people that are back home i mean it's there's there's always an excuse not to do something you want to do until you start doing it definitely and don't be fearful to uh, a lot of time i know fear holds holds a lot of people back from even just wanting to attempt something not necessarily doing it but just to even like try to go out and do it because the what ifs yeah fear of the unknown um don't be fearful guys um right now believe it or not um i take this as a blessing you're afforded um an opportunity to achieve those dreams and those aspirations you might want to do um so take this time now that you know you're not at work or or you know uh you're not going to school or whatever the case may be you're doing back home just take the time to um Find those dreams and aspirations and go for it, guys. Just definitely go for it. Um, in, in other words of the, the great Jedi Master Yoda, there is do or do not. There is no try. Definitely, definitely. Um, Nate Dog, I sorry, man, we kind of skipped over you a little bit there. Um, how has the COVID-19 prohibited your physical training? Uh, like everybody is saying, it doesn't really prohibit you um, by much unless you're like a weak weak-souled, I guess, or weak-minded if you think that you only need certain certain uh, materialistic things like the gym or certain things that you need to just work out. Um, so, yeah, it hasn't, it hasn't really prohibited me from doing anything. Like, like we were saying, it's not, it's not one of those things that's, like, telling you, like, hey, you can't fucking go do this and go do that. It's whether or not you have the capability or the strength or um, mentality to be like, okay, I need to get off my ass and just do something with my life. Okay. Um, and I'm just going to kind of open this up, guys, so feel free to chime in. Um, you know, we're talking about military and going back home to civilians and stuff like that. Um, how do you feel about, like, civilians complaining about life in general, whereas in the military, um, we kind of, like I said earlier, we acquire a skill to deal with everyday issues, and now when we look at these civilian problems, we kind of look at them as, like, small and irrelevant, Whereas um, some civilians look at these problems as like catastrophic. It's almost like a uh, like you go to a preschool and the the little kid is like throwing a tantrum because another kid took his Lego, and to him it's like the whole world just got set on fire and there's a nuclear apocalypse. But like to someone on the outside that's a parent and they're looking at this kid just throwing a tantrum and freaking out about nothing, yeah. you know, over a little Lego which is so minuscule in his mind, it's uh, the military 
gives you a change in perspective and really like uh, allows you to hone in on like priorities what what is actually important as opposed to what you can you know doesn't take that much time to actually manage or fix when you actually put the time to manage and fix it Definitely. as opposed to just complaining about it or putting it off yeah. or trying to find an excuse not to deal with it right um, they spend way more time trying to do all that other uh, extra stuff as opposed to just you know finding some people to maybe help them work through the problem and get it done and fixed and you know re you know prosperous and their life definitely um i feel like you know we do learn um a different set of skills to deal with everyday life whereas you know we look at certain things as very small um and you know somebody who is not in the military has never been in the military they see that as a very big catastrophic issue in their life but here's the thing guys irrelevant to you know the the skill whatever these skills could be learned and if you're going to have a uh, complaint about an issue, right, um, that's fine. That's great. I mean, because that's the only way you can talk it out and work it out. But if you're going to complain and uh, gripe and bitch about it, definitely try to have a solution, at least a, uh, some kind of um, means to try to fix this problem, uh, at least a goal to be like, hey, I'm going to try this to fix that problem. There's nothing wrong with complaining or nothing wrong with griping. There's nothing wrong with saying, hey, this sucks. Um, but as long as you have a means to at least try to better it or fix it or get through it, um, and now it's not always easy to get through it by yourself, but as long as you have somebody, um, to maybe fall back on in the time of need, um, even just know who that person is, you know, um, like in the military, I know I can depend on all these guys in this room right now and everybody else, uh, to fall back on if I need, need that. And that's the beauty of being in the military. And, uh, I feel like, you know, sometimes problems are going to arise guys, um, and we get it, and I understand, I, I truly do, um, but definitely um, just have that means to think outside the box and have a solution. Um, definitely, like, uh, small world problems, I mean, um, especially with this, this whole COVID-19 thing going on right now, you have people complaining about um, things that aren't really much of an issue. You have people protesting with signs that say, I need a haircut. And people are now going to paint all the protesters that want the country open back up as uh, as those uh, crybabies that just want their their daily necessities back. You know, when in, when in reality there's those people that have that big world problem, getting their fucking business destroyed and their their livelihood destroyed, and they're not being able to take care of their family. Um, when it when it comes to just just small things, just remember there's there's always there's always a solution, a simple one. It's it's not even that materialistic thing like a gym. You're complaining about there's no gym, but you're not taking the aspect to go run or you know, even maybe invest in, you know, some gym equipment for the house. Okay. Just, just, just stuff like that. Um, you can't go to the bar and drink. Like, it's, it's a small issue. Like, it's not, it's not relevant to, to the bigger picture. And instead of finding a solution, you're, you're just going to sit there and cry about it. It just, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, definitely. Like I said, um, there's nothing wrong with complaining. There's nothing wrong with griping and, and, and basically bitching. But, um, definitely try to have a solution, guys. Um, I know, you know, being in the military, we definitely get a lot of luxuries and privileges um, stripped from us when um, we're away from home, and even just being in the military back home, in a sense, right? Um, now, the best advice I can give to everyone out there listening is, um, you know, just show a little bit of compassion towards each other. Be a little bit uh, humble. Have that humility, because um, there's nothing wrong with that, right? Um, there's nothing wrong with saying, hey, let me help you. Um, I, I, or I need help. Um, we should be able to look to our left, look to our right, look to the American people amongst each other and say, Hey, I'm struggling. Or are you struggling? Let me help you. I need help. Um, and if you just don't know what to do, there's somebody out there for everything that can at least point you in the right direction. Maybe not give you the answer, but they can point you in the right direction. So you can take it upon yourself to fix the small problems or big problems that you may have, um, going on in your life right now um so definitely look to look to your fellow americans to um guide you in the right direction and if every and i always say this you know if everyone just takes a little piece of the pie just a tiny little speck of the pie and you guys just show a little bit of compassion or do a random act of kindness right and you take your piece of the pie and you put it back together 
all these people putting the little piece of the pie back together, we have a whole pie, and all it is is filled with good things and good deeds, and it'll make this world just a little bit better. Um, and that's all we're looking for, guys. We're just looking to make this world a little bit better. Uh, that's what this podcast is about. It's about um, showing our veterans some love uh, more than give them more recognition than what they're getting now Um, because they've earned it guys they deserve it and I speak for myself and I speak for all the other veterans um, nationwide and around the world Um, I speak for you know our men and women on the front lines back home our police officers firefighters EMS um, even like I said our doctors and nurses uh, super underappreciated you know we just take it for granted every day that you know I could show up to a hospital and they're gonna fix me Um, you know they have families they have lives too they have to work long hours and late hours uh, just because things are crazy and out of hand. So if you see somebody today, guys, and, you know, I just ask and that you guys reach out there. Tell them thank you. You know, give them a hug. Um, you know, just show a little bit of love. Show a little compassion to each other. Um, definitely, if you see, you know, a veteran out there on the street, um, you know, I know things are a little tight right now. But even just to give them a little bit of change, you guys, I mean, it's all going to pay off in the end. Because, one, you get a sense of pride in doing it. And, two... It's going to a good cause. Um, so I just want to kind of, you know, thank my guys for, uh, my guests for um, being here today. Thank you guys. Um, anybody have any last closing remarks? Uh, um, maybe let's, why don't we try this? Why don't we just, you know, go around real quick, go around the room. And why don't you guys just give the American people just um, a sense of hope um, or a message that you want to just deliver them, you know, to inspire the people back home to just feel a little bit better. So, uh, the way I would say it is, I mean, I, I understand that everybody's struggling in all this. Just take this as a way to, like we were talking about, re-humble yourself and take life's, like, be able to take after this and see everything as, uh, I took this for granted and now I'm more appreciative of it. So, uh, just be more open-minded about certain things and be able to kind of, like how the military is overcome and adapt to certain things whenever something that is not what you want comes your way or you don't get something your way. So that's that's my kind of message is just to uh, basically overcome and adapt to certain situations. Okay. What I would say is uh, make use of the things that you've acquired throughout your life, uh, simple things like having a vehicle to drive, being able to be in your house. There's a lot of people that are losing their homes and businesses right now. Definitely. Um, having a family even, having uh, another person to talk to, um, you know, not being on the streets. You know, even us being in a third world country, a lot of people here don't even have access to clean water. Um, they're wearing literal rags. Yeah. And, you know, most of them don't have shoes. Their houses are the size of, like, a tool shed back home. And, you know, there's like eight of them living in it, right? Definitely. Um, they don't have access to air conditioning, nothing like that. All these uh, accommodations that everyone is used to that they take for granted, they really should take a step back and look from an outside perspective of how bad it really could be as opposed to complaining about, you know, how bad it is for them. when It's really not that bad. Like, you have a really good chance of, like, bettering yourself not only you know maybe you know picking up a hobby that you otherwise would have not had the time for or you know starting to work out since you didn't have time to do that or you know go build that dream car that you've been putting off because you had to go to work so many hours definitely uh hanging out with the kids because you know you work long hours stuff like that it's just there's plenty of things that you can do with the time that you have now as opposed to just sit around and wait and pout about like the world's ending when in reality you have been you know for the most part you've been you got an opportunity yeah a lot of people are laid off and they don't have work and everyone's hurting you know economically right now but um take it for what it is you got to take it with a grain of salt and you know keep pushing on you can't let this you know get in your head you gotta gotta really uh this is the time to you know bring out that camaraderie along with you know just everyday people uh you know, that you see on the street, you know what I mean? Give them that little bit of motivation that you, you know, wish you had that one day that uh, you're really sucking and you don't have the motivation, you know what I mean? Be the motivation for somebody else, even though you know in your heart that you're sucking, that you're hurting, that, you know, you may not want to do anything. Um, just 
show it forward, I guess, you know. Show the love, yeah. Exactly. Show the show the show the show the love, man. I think uh, we just need to realize that no matter how bad things are, things can't suck forever. There's always gonna be a glimmer at the end of that tunnel. Regardless of how far we are from it, the more you put one foot in front of the other, it'll eventually come to fruition. Just remember people's livelihoods are being destroyed and it's still trying to maintain that positivity. Uh, instead of crying about a haircut, how about you, you know, just be appreciative that you could be home, be with your family. You know, you have electricity, you have water and you, you have that time to better yourself and you're only as good as you make yourself. So, I mean, don't let one thing drag you down when in like reality, what Abu said, it could be much worse than what it is. And I mean, just roll with the punches Keep that foot in front of the other and fucking take a knee, drink some water, reassess your situation, find other ways to tackle it if it's not working out. Definitely. Um, so I just want to close out by saying, guys, um, I want to throw my love out to you guys, the American people. Hey, um, you guys are supporting us out here. You guys uh, take care of us. Um, but in return, you know, I want to be good enough to take care of you guys as well. So I just ask that you guys, you know, if you guys have a friendship, a relationship, a marital issue going on, whatever the case may be, um, take that time to mend it, fix it. Um, if you have any kids back home, you know, just show them you love them. Take that time, spend some time with your family. Um, get to re get back to reconnecting with your family um, now that a lot of you guys are not at work and you have that time to do so. Uh, don't take this time for granted. Uh, be productive with it. Um, also, too, guys, like I said, I'm all about, you know, supporting the vets. Um, if you see any vet out there, you know, just struggling or, you know, just having a hard time down, down and out on his luck, um, I just ask that you just, you know, show him a little bit of compassion, show him a little bit of love, even if it's a smile and a, and a thank you for your service. Um, that means a lot to us. Um, with that being said, guys, I'm going to go ahead and close this out. Um, I thank you guys for tuning in today. Please feel free to tune in tomorrow. Uh, you guys have a blessed day. Stay safe. Take care of one another. Do a good deed today and make a difference in the world. Uh, much love to everyone. Uh, thank you for listening and tuning in to Vow Official Podcast, uh, Veterans of War. If you like what we stand for and love America and the messages we are putting out, please feel free to support us and follow us daily on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, and Radio Public. And tell all your friends and family about Vow Official Podcast and share your pod or share our podcast. Uh, just search Vow official veterans of war or simply veterans and look for us uh thank everyone again for tuning in and god bless america